Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. I'm never sure exactly when these episodes are going to run versus when we record them, which is not because there's any unknown factors in the schedule. I'm just really horrible about keeping the schedule that far out to know, ah, this episode will air on. Like I used to do it back in the first season. And then we got to a point in the second season where I'm like, I'm just more, I care more about getting more prep time in than than knowing that. However, it is basically our our christmas recording session pretty much yeah there was christmas music on before this it's sort of at the end of the year but you know what else we're sort of at the end of our lives (laughs) happiness Well, we, we are and like this is this no is one's excited about <laughs> democracy <laughs> yes we're just excited oh, yes. about that's true <laughs> got it we're excited about democracy is that what, what, what we're saying oh no no we're that's near what's the end of democracy. oh shit no that wasn't what i meant <laughs> yeah we're it's got near, a few weeks left is my mic on oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're near essentially Cut the, mic. the uh, your mic is quieter than normal yeah, I, oh no that's jared's oh, oh i didn't even see you over there uh <laughs> i snuck in we, we are basically at the end of the first, what I think was the first book of Kingmaker. Like this oh, is nice. sort of that resolution. I don't know in the original one, if you made your kingdom at the end of book one or the beginning of book two. And I know that they, they changed up a lot of the, like, but when, you know, it no longer is six books for the remaster. They did like 12, 13 chapters. This will technically be the end of chapter three, but that doesn't really count because chapter two is all of the hex exploration. So you've done like a fraction of chapter two. Yeah. Right. I thought you were going to say 10 or 12 books. And I was like, James, I don't know if I'm going to be alive long enough to finish this podcast. <laughs> no, but if you think about it like this, according to the chapter numbers, at least we're about a fourth of the way done with Kingmaker. Nice. Now, wow. I don't think that's realistic. Right. So does that mean you have to go back to chapter two every time we're like crawling around the hexes? Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, just, that's why I prep chapter two really differently. I prep the parts of where I think you are, where you might go. But all that to say, I'm a big fan of at the end of the year doing a little look back. And I'm curious looking back so far on, you know, season one, if you will, of, of Die on the Throne. What are some of your, what are some of your standout moments? I used to have a, a friend that I played a lot of tabletop games with. And they would always say like, what you was used your... To have. I used to have a friend. Wow. I used to have a friend no. who I played tabletop games with. Well, we're not in touch anymore. Now you're all enemies. <laughs> now they're dead. He's talking about Trent. There are no yeah. mortal enemies. But at the end of some like head-to-head games, they'd always say like, all right, what was your like favorite moment of the game? And what was your like best surprise or something? So I'm curious so far, like what's what's been your favorite moment for your character? And what's been your favorite moment that, that isn't intrinsically about your character so far? That's tough. Drosharis cutting himself out of the Conqueror Worm was pretty, pretty peak for yeah, me. Was pretty Wrong good. show. <laughs> oh yeah, You're never gonna get past that one. <laughs> That's it. And it was all downhill after that. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I think my favorite is well, I guess I can say it, it hasn't aired on the podcast feed yet, but it will by the time this comes out. So, um, when Lucky and Arthur kind of got into it back at camp, mm. oh yeah, I enjoyed that just that role play moment. Cause I think it's real, like, I think it's realistic, like two guys that just don't see eye to eye on a lot of things Yeah, and just having kind of that moment 
was was interesting to me. I, I do want to note that uh, after that session, both Jason and Jared sent me text messages. Are like, are you okay, man? Everything good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, Separately. Arthur's just being a Not dick. Not because it's of fine. Arthur. You just looked down that day. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, and then I didn't notice until after we had that interaction. I was like, I hope that it was like, Okay. Like, yeah, like yeah. can I like, just completely throw Trent under the bus here and say that I was hanging out with his wife that night after we recorded and Jason <laughs> texted me and said, was Trent okay today? He seemed a little, a little off. And I was like, oh, I think he's fine, but maybe I'm just a bad friend. And I asked Casey like, oh, is Trent all right? And she was like, oh yeah, he's just really sore because he built some patio chairs the other day. That's <laughs> honestly completely true. That's, that's funny. I did manual labor in it. That is Destroyed hilarious. me. Nice. Do you have a favorite moment that didn't involve uh, your character directly? Like a favorite spectator moment? Um, I just think that like everything around Biff was interesting. Like I think... You know, in the moment it was like so shocking, but I think it's, it's done a lot for this group and it's made the dynamic more interesting in a way. Um, so I don't know. I think probably that. What's the expression? If you want to finish a campaign, kill a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I would say that for, as far as like non-Nikolai moment, that is, or a group as a whole moment, Biff's funeral Oh, was pretty mm, awesome, yeah, yeah. right? Like we each had like this moment, plus we introduced a new character and it just felt like a huge turning point in our story is how that unfolded, even though it's like the end of the first battle and it is literally the turning point of your story. But it felt more impactful with Biff dying. It was interesting yeah. to GM that because there's a note in there about how like, you know, it might be a bit of a somber affair because you all got attacked. But I know like every other game I've ever ran, you know, wherever you are gets attacked and people die, but it's not the characters. They're all just like, yeah, yeah. What we up? did it. Yeah, yeah. Get some. And then nothing was like, oh, it's... <laughs> It's actually weirdly said. It's also hard to GM a recording when all of you are doing really well. I'm like, I'm tearing up a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, don't break our mic. So I, I actually do think that my personal favorite so far was when Biff died. And, and here's why. I got to just be like, this rule that I convinced you, I think, to bring yes. into the mm -hmm. game yeah, yeah, yeah. affected it. And then I got to just be like, well, my character's dead. I'm going to step away from the table. And yeah. then I got to like watch you guys or listen to you guys deal with that aftermath while I frantically built a backup character. <laughs> Trent's favorite moment room. was getting to go home early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but from outside, um, watching Nikolai is interesting because he being religious, he's like trying to talk to everybody and like find a way to bring everybody else in. So we're all trying to find these ways to get the the other characters in the world to, to join us or help us out. And he's, he's approaching it from a really interesting way. I think my favorite moment is that time Trent said something really nice about Nikolai. <laughs> and now he's coming back forever. <laughs> I would say as far as Nikolai goes, finding the ring, it was like his obsession. I wrote about it in the journal that I'm keeping, even like the bad parts where he might agree with lucky and Ari a little bit about like, what are we doing here? Um, to find it and give it back, like Jason felt accomplished. <laughs> that was cool. I, I like the quest system in Kingmaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite Ari moment was in the manor house when she was like, fuck these rooms on fire and just ran <laughs> in to go Trip. save a uh, scythe lady. I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember like going in there and I was like, oh, this was probably a terrible idea. I think my character is going to die. But then it was like just a series of good roles and Ari got to be a badass, which I think was made like 
even a little bit more interesting by the fact that like shortly after that, she just gets absolutely rocked by the axe lady and like Biff dies and all of that, yeah. because I think she was definitely like riding high. Um, but one of my favorite moments outside of that was Arthur's weird, intense, uh, chant going into mm. the cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Den. That Damn was good. It. You, uh, you stole mine. My, my favorite non meme was going to be Arthur's like litany, essentially. Yeah, was cool. It was just like, fight. I think a lot of this has felt more lighthearted and silly in a way than our last campaign. And it was, it's like, you know, we're like fighting mitflits or like these little things that are, it's like the lower level kind of like sillier fantasy type things. It's like a little cheeky. Yeah. yeah. But it was like really. I, when Trent was doing that, it was like the Arthur chant. I was like, oh my God, I like actually have chills. And it's this kind of funny, like weird little For sure. <laughs> moment. Yeah, it was definitely, it felt like sort of a, a moment in which the story was stepping up the stakes a little. My favorite me moment, which sounds super arrogant now that I say it out loud. <laughs> my favorite moment You're of the my GM, favorite bro. moment yeah. of me just saying stuff. <laughs> well, it's interesting that Jim was like, I don't have a character. I have lots of characters, but I think my favorite moment with an NPC that came up was Ari talking with the two bandits at the Thorn River camp who are like, maybe we should become fishermen or lumberjacks. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of trees around here. We could just stop chopping them down. <laughs> she was like, no, no, that's not what I meant. And it was one of those fun things is it was at a, we recorded that at a period when I was just binge watching fuck tons of this British show called Taskmaster, which is a bunch of comedians coming on and doing random things. It's on TikTok all the time. And it's also all for free on YouTube on their own channel. You should watch it. Uh, but there was a couple of comedians on the season I was binge watching at that time that had a similar, like their sense of humor just kind of got stuck there. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to get stuck in this introduction too long because we've got a big fight today. So we need to get a couple of things. I just looked Good. at my hero lab. James cheating right now. <laughs> I just looked at my hero lab because, you know, we recently leveled up <laughs> and it says Jane's character. And so I open it and I was like, AC 40. <laughs> and Whoa. I was like, wow, I guess third level's like really badass. I'm on Val. Yeah. 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 Wrong character. Is it because you haven't named Wrong your characters character. in Hero Lab? Correct. I think too, the, the <laughs> high level of that other one is, makes it insanely more like the evil in, fuck, what is the great death makes it so much more important. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping going into this. Uh, who has, and I need you to be honest, any any dishonesty will result in um, in me feeling sad. I have fifteen <laughs> hero points. <laughs> well, now I'm sad, Trent. Yeah. <laughs> what is the hero point count? We we had a hero, an extra hero point get and handed out to Jason at the end of last session. So that puts you at one or two, Jason. One. Okay. Let's. Uh, you know what? Because you mentioned him, I know how much you love your old character. Here you go. So Here's much. Your hero patch, Jared. What are you sitting at patch wise? I was at two. All right. Let's go with. Uh, Star Wars and a death save. Dope. Trent, you got any patches legitimately? Nope. Okay, Jane? Nope. All right. Well, he's got all these out for no reason at all. <laughs> this side of the table is going to die. Trent spends a lot of his on Jane, too. Okay, oh, that's not even true. That's not even true. <laughs> that's canon. But let's, uh, let's talk about where you are. You are at the Stag Lord's Fortress, which uh, used to be an old, an old monastery. And there is probably a two, maybe three-story monastery of stone built vertically, just a big square. But over time, the roof has collapsed, and what is now serving as the roof is what's left of the floor of the second story. And much of that has collapsed, too. The complete northeast corner of the, the monastery is, is, is 
fallen away and is open air, now being used as a storage room with an elevated walkway across it. The northeast, northwest, and southwest corners are watchtowers, connected by sort of retrofitted added bits of, of wood uh, around it. Walkways and platforms added around the building. All of you have just entered into the Stag Lord's Fortress, posing as bandits who have been recruited by, I think you sort of pass yourself off as having joined the Thorn River bandit camp. Mm-hmm. And you said that when it was attacked by heroes, <clears throat> you all just fled because if I remember correctly, uh, you had to go, it was, there was something so important you had to get to the Stag Lord that you had to flee the fight and not help them fight, but you were also just told to go to the Stag Lord. I don't know that I like your tone. <clears throat> You brought with you one of the multiple bottles of extremely expensive whiskey Uh or alcohol of some kind, and you added a giant centipede venom to it. We brought the venom. We're using the venom. (laughs) And so you had that sent to the stag lord, and that was brought back to him, and little did you know that he's a right proper problem drinker and apparently started instantly chugging the whole bottle. Well, he, uh, he... he clearly realized there was poison when it started burning, but the the, bo- the the first big bad evil guy of this whole campaign was not, in fact, laid out flat by a DC-17 poison. Damn. You know. Maybe we should have thought. I thought it was a great idea. Thank you. Honestly, I really did. I also thought that we were stupid for not asking that alchemist. We literally just talked to for well, a stronger poison. Uh, the whole way. Hut. <laughs> yeah. We were in an alchemist hut for a while. It's like the we could have just gotten a really good poison. Although, well, I, I don't we know how well there. that would have gone. On you guys. I don't know how well that would have gone with him of like, it's nice to meet you. Do you have any cyanide? <laughs> 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 well, you, you did. He, he was dropping whole like things about other pl- potential side plots and quests with his brother. And literally. That's true. We'll be like, we'll kill your brother. I was like, yeah, I I, I stopped paying attention. Way too much. I just want healing potions. Yeah, I think that's true. That like Ari and Lucky went in there trying to get the poison, and then he was so annoying that we were like, we got to get out of here. You're trying to get healing potions, and I was trying to drop clues on how you could help expand his inventory and get stuff for free. Well, you didn't say that explicitly, so I didn't pick up on that. Well, everyone has their Well, he was really annoying. So, so let's let's paint the scene in what is sort of the the common room. Really quick, I just want to give James a little shout out because uh, he has built out yeah. the entire compound. Definitely look That's at insane. one of our social media feeds. This is pretty amazing. We have minis for everything. There's like multiple layers worth of terrain going on right now. Like it's a very immersive experience. And it's not even Legos. It's quite beautiful. Actually, yeah, yeah that it's is real something, fantasy stuff. It's uh, I want to kind of say, so this is, this is kind of a cool thing for me to, to realize. So I've been playing role playing games since I was like 10. And we've talked about it a lot. When I was a, a teenager, um, kind of be, I think it was back when fourth edition D&D was, was in vogue or it wasn't, was, which was sort of the issue. Um, I lucked out. I was, I was playing a little more tabletop games. I didn't have a ton of friends, which probably shouldn't be a huge shocker. Um, and I managed to find a, over the course of like a year and a half, a bunch of sets of Dwarven Forge like role-playing game terrain, which is yeah. like what they use on fucking critical role and shit. At least they, when they started, I don't know what they do anymore. I haven't watched in ages. Um, so I, I'd like save up the money I got working as a lifeguard and I go on eBay and I'd find these Dwarven Forge sets and like, I'd get to use them occasionally playing games, but I'd always wanted to like build out a whole compound and do something like this. And so I've done it once or twice before. The very first time Trent and I played Pathfinder together, I built out a whole compound similarly. Yeah. Um, I think you, 
just made me think that this is how the game is played all the time. <laughs> Sorry. It was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, this is fucking rules. <laughs> Last night I was getting ready and like cutting out pieces of cardboard to use to brace like elevated sections of the terrain. And I was like, man, 15 year old me would be so excited to see 32 year old me. Yeah. Like yeah. doing this and getting to sit around a table with people that I like this much that I've been gaming with now for like four years, which is so fucking cool. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, let's paint the picture. So in the common room is where you had met uh, Donovan Onishrock, um, a man from claiming to be from Nidal. And there was uh, through four other bandits in that room with you, if I remember correctly. Or maybe it was three other three other bandits with him. There was a uh, backhanded Jeb. <laughs> of course. Of course. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> backhanded Jeb. There was, um, oh God, all the names, Topper Red. And I think the final one was, ah, Nori Gorgon. Nori, also known as Gorgon. And you had all, they sort of met you as along with, as well as a couple of people in the watchtowers on the northern side of the complex and brought you and your wagon in. You'd left some of your supplies and at least Nadrama tethered in the woods. Uh, no, we left Nadrama at the... At the trading post. Okay, sure. We went over this so many times because James was like, you left in a drama in the woods where she's going to get eaten by a bear. And we were like, no. Let's, it's recorded. We'll find out for <laughs> sure. We we left them, we'll find out whenever we it airs. Uh, claptrap. Yeah. Oh, and so remember we were going to come back to and, uh, a horse llama, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you've worked your way in. Uh, you have <laughs> Arthur and Nikolai tied up in a classic um, Wookiee prisoner sort of situation. Yeah. That was my favorite. Actually, I would like to amend my favorite moment. My favorite moment was uh, pushing Arthur down, <laughs> being like, I caught this prisoner. Yeah, and you oh. actually hit him, and Arthur is starting at less than full HP yep. from oh already God, continuing to two. deal damage. I thought you were going to say when you pushed uh, Nikolai into a yeah, hole. There's a was, ha- there's oh, a habit. Yeah, there's a habit. That was another me. That was another favorite she moment. She can't shoot first, so <laughs> she's got to beat up on her friends. I, I do think we have to clear something up here, though, oh. uh, because we did buying... Uh, yes. Off air, mm-hmm. and I think we decided to give Arthur a ring of discretion. Yes, yeah. So that he actually has his sword and shield on him, and now. his armor, and it just looks as though he doesn't have any of that. Right. right. So Arthur and Nikolai are all tied up. Um, someone I forget who tied like sort of fake knots, and you brought them in, and you were greeted by the bandits, and you were brought into the main room. It looks like it's where a lot of people sleep, where a lot of people eat. And you also met the uh, sort of number one, like the number two in command, uh, the stag of a stag lord, a man named Akaros that Jane has decided. Um, I'm sorry, what, what's what's the catchphrase for the podcast? I uh, I oh, said he's hot. Oh. oh, you said he was I hot. So he took the liquor off to the stag lord, and all of you were hanging out, getting to talk to Donovan and Nishrak, who kind of gave you a weird vibe. Had a soul patch, long hair, creepy guy. Zero of ten. Talked about how uh, someone named Ah really likes torture and to violently play with you like his toys. I think I was severely cool. misunderstood what happened last time because when we were getting ready for this, I was like, it really sucks that uh, Arthur and Nikolai are trapped in a room with a giant monster and that creepy elf guy. And he was like, no, that's you and Lucky. That's <laughs> and I was yeah, like, oh, us. God. So where are we standing? I felt a little better when I came in and was like, oh, I'm in a room with just a one or two bad guys. Cool. Yeah, two, two, no. Two baddies. Ari and Lucky are toast. <laughs> so exactly where we stand was that last time, Nora Gorgon and backhanded Jeb, which is my favorite fucking name, <laughs> we had just led uh, Wookiee prisoner Nikolai and Arthur to the armory where they were going to 
tie them back up. And we, exactly where we cut away was that uh, they were just about to check the knots and retie them up when I believe Trent's exact words were, they're about to catch these hands. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe we had them, like, we were tied up. Yes, but they were mm -hmm. just about to check your with, knots. With, with quotes. Air, quotes. Air quotes. And, and Ari had palmed uh, a knife to Arthur yes. in your hand with yeah. a thievery check. So let's cut back to Ari and Lucky, who were talking with Donovan and Topper Red's in there as well when they hear assassins and an angry stag lord come busting into the room. You also did notice a big beast, which you can now see from the pond. Wait, the actual stag lord said that and came out here? That's mm -hmm. how you now know him to be. Oh, I didn't know yeah. he came here. I knew he said it. I didn't know yeah, he came he started, here. He started storming in here. You also did, due to the ponds, get a good look at the beast that was in. It looked like it was a, a cave room because some part of the monastery was built into a rocky outcropping at top of this hill. And they'll say they'd carved into it like a natural cave there and put what I think you can probably guess was originally the iron portcullis for the walls around or for the, the front of the fortress to make this sort of a, a cage. And inside of it is a large owl bear. Hate that. <laughs> okay. So from the top, real quick, Lucky Ari in a room with Donovan and Nishrock and another bandit by the name of Topper Red. Number two and the stag lord angry and on the way mm -hmm. attached to this room is a cage with an owl bear. Yes. Right around the northern corner in the collapsed roof section of the fortress is the storage room in which you have Arthur and Nikolai fake tied up with Gorgon and um, backhanded Jeb. In that room is a set of stairs up to an elevated platform connected to the northeast watchtower in which there is a guard. There's also a guard in the northwest watchtower, and you don't know, but there's a guard in the southwest watchtower. So you know what this means it's time for? Oh, I cannot fucking wait to say this. It is time for a flashback. Oh! That's not where I thought we were going. Can I just say that Ari is definitely going to be like, oh my god, those prisoners we brought in are assassins. Oh no! Let's get up! I'm cool. Your room is also twice the size of ours too. It's like sixty by like thirty or twenty or something like that. Yeah. And ours is all right. Twenty by thirty. Jane, how does this? Uh, what's what's the vibe for the sound setting? Can I get a little uh, a tavern vibe? Ooh. Good tavern. Or if bad we're talking tavern? about Ari, we're talking about a <laughs> tavern. A bad we're talking tavern about sound set. Yeah, I got a friendly we're... tavern or a seedy tavern. Oh, Ooh, friendly seedy. tavern. All right. Uh, <laughs> it could be seedy i don't know take your pick no no you're, by your description it is it is happy tavern it says warm and lively yeah that sounds happy, happy tavern. CD tavern it doesn't well, say maybe dark and scary warm and lively in a seedy tavern <laughs> right <laughs> well, let's uh let's let's travel away far away from this horrible scene here to uh, a time in the past a tavern it looks the same as any other. Warm and lively. A wooden sign at the front reading topsy-turvy, hanging haphazardly above the door, which now flies open. You can see now we're in an interior shot, and you see Ariadna Vex staggering into this bar. She's needing to socialize. She wants to have a good time. She also really fucking needs to sit down, and she's been running, it looks like. Maybe metaphorically, maybe literally, who knows? Could be months at this point. Doesn't matter though, but at this point, 
She's tired. It's probably just karma anyway, she thinks, and staying on the move is always better than, well, whatever the other alternative would be. When she stops too long, it's easy to let her mind wander back to her family and the looks ranging anywhere from sneering to nauseating pity on her sister's face when they realize, when she realized they'd all been lying to her for, oh, approximately her whole life. In the moment it became clear that behind all the missions they'd carried out on behalf of their mother, the great and honorable Madame Vex, all existed. All that existed was a trail of crime, selfishness, and violence. And worse, that when Ari finally realized the truth, none of her sisters looked even a little surprised. Only Naomi, the eldest of the eleven Vex sisters, looked even slightly sympathetic as she watched Ari's counterfeit idealism shatter and not even she had tried to stop Ari from leaving. Ten older siblings and not even one of them cares, she thinks. But whatever. Not today, Mom. She isn't here to think about them. She's here to have a good time, and specifically not to think of them. So she slaps a copper on the bar, looks at the menu. There isn't a menu. It's just a tap, which only has two offerings, bad ale and worse ale. Is the bad ale really any better than the worse the bartender, like, basically just stares kind of right through you in, in, a, in a weird form of acknowledgement. That good, huh? Okay, two pints, please. She spins with foam on her upper lip and looks for a seat. The tavern isn't full, but it, it isn't empty. Uh, the manners of these people. Every table full, everyone sitting alone. Ari almost spills her drink, rolling her eyes, and scans the crowd for an open seat and someone who seems like they could be decent company. The nearest table sits a moody-looking elf with bad hair, talking to a wizard. Two of ten hair, she thinks to herself. No thank you. (laughs) And she settles on a a seat at the bar, placing her next to a small, green kobold. Well, hi. You look like you could use a friend. A strange guy, she thinks, but at least it's someone to talk to. You have no idea. I'm Ari. Howdy, Ari. I'm Biff, the great adventurer and soon-to-be Sir Biff. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. They talk and begin to laugh, and the background of Bard strikes up some ridiculous instrument, a pan flute or something like that. Ari thinks and begins to regale the crowd with a story of a group of great adventurers who saved the nation from tyranny and some giant beast below. Wow, you don't say in an entire country from tyranny and a beast. Sound like some pretty heroic heroes, if you ask me. If my older sister Carolina were here, she'd say it's bullshit, and there aren't heroes in real life, and there's only people doing whatever they want to do. But then again, she's terrible, so... Well, see, that's how I know you're right about your sister being terrible. Because there are heroes out there. I know. Because, in fact, my older brother is one himself. He's brave and strong and well on his way to being a knight of last wall. Wow, your siblings sound much cooler than mine. You must get along. <laughs> yeah, not even a little. Uh, he means well, and he cares, but uh, he can be a little terrible sometimes, too. Don't you worry. <laughs> Ari laughs, takes a drink of her beer, and maybe after all these months, she's finally starting to make a friend. She raises her glass to Biff. Well, here's to never having to meet each other's siblings. Hmm. How about this instead? Here's to being heroes one day. Click. Ari rolls her eyes, laughs, taps her glass to Biff's, (laughs) and it fades away. Why would you do that? (laughs) Right before his brother's going to die. I was sad already. (laughs) We know what I think it's time for. What's it time for? (laughs) 
I think it's time to roll initiative. Should we be done? Did we roll this previously? Was it on the episode? Okay. No, it's not. But you know what? I would like to... Patch, patch. (gasps) Please pass one down to Trent. Oh, thank God. Jane, take one for yourself. Um... You're getting days since last hole breach zero. <laughs> That's turning <laughs> into one. <laughs> all right. So here's what I'd like. What would all of you feel is appropriate Ooh. to roll for initiative? I think for Ooh. the people in the main room, you've been trying to pose a deception or yeah. diplomacy. It's all yeah, allowed deception, deception, diplomacy, or perception. And for our folks in the um <laughs> for our, our folks who are, are in the Wookiee Gambit, um, I'd allow athletics, deception. Or perception. I'm gonna go athletics. All right, well, let's hit this drop and get going. Definitely going with perception. Oh. I spent like a solid 15 minutes last night prepping the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different other people's initiatives for this encounter. It's good times. All uh, four people, huh? Yep. All right. <laughs> Who's got initiative finished? What do you got, Trenton? 26. Ooh. Okay, well, that's it's going to be handy. Jane, what'd you pull? 16. It's a little lower. Not great. Lucky, what'd you get? Uh, 25. Oh. Hell yeah. Nikolai. 20. Okay. Well, let me just go ahead and uh, and bring this all in here. Okay. Do any of you have the goes before uh, goes before enemies if you tie feet? Uh, no. I don't think so. No. Okay. We've always just, it's always happened to be between us and we just decided. From one of my other players, I realized that there is a, because the default rules are if you tie an enemy, the enemy goes first. Okay. There's a feat that says if you tie an enemy, you always go oh, first. That's cool. Yeah, what if I think the genuinely, continually cool uses of feats in 2E Pathfinder that aren't like super powerful, but when it comes, if you're like, oh, that's kind of unique to my character, that's cool. Is that part of Incredible Initiative? What's that? That you get to go before people who. Mm, I don't think tie so. You? I think I've brought this up before, but one thing I think I ultimately want Ari to take, if she lives, is this feat as a swashbuckler where you can choose to go last in initiative and start with panache because you're like, I don't even need to go first. All right. So let's start with the first person in the initiative order. Oh, my God. I have so much going on and I am so excited. Can you turn the music up a little bit? Yeah. Can we get like some vibes in here? How's that? (laughs) It's good. Sounds good. Scared, I'm scared already. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, change your mind. Turn that. I'm just kidding. No, it's, <laughs> it's no, no, leave it's it. Perfect. Leave it. It's perfect. First in the initiative order, Beaky the Owlbear. God oh, damn it. Beaky. Beaky the Owlbear. Wow. Oh, God. And so, because I'm going to be, you know what? I'm just going to be using everyone's names because it's more fun. Helps me differentiate. So, Ari, you're standing right near this makeshift gate to the cage, and you just hear. I don't know what an owlbear would sound like. There's a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I'm going to say maybe it's sort of like a... Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems, that seems right. Yeah, that seems fair. And now that's canon. <laughs> and it's just like... It's just slamming against the gate, slamming, rattling it, and stone dust is moving. That's its turn. The next thing you hear is the voice of Akaros. Sir, sir, we don't know what's going on here. You'll need to stop, sir. And you see him rush out for behind the stag lord and stop behind him. Mm. I'm just saying, I think we can use this guy. I Arthur. think he's like an undercover baddie. Just moments ago. Goody, good, good, goody good as baddie. a baddie. Goody baddie. <laughs> you, we all got to hear about how the hero Arthur, his little brother Biff, knows that there's good in the world because of you. 
You have ropes around your hands, and you have a backhanded Jeb right next to you, getting ready to check your knots. A he, dagger in your hand that Ari put there. He'll see it right away. He's going to uh, look down at backhanded Jeb mm-hmm. and say, I mean you no offense. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he is going to stab him with the dagger. All right, so here's the deal. Because your hands are tied, yeah. I'd like you, I'm going to consider you clumsy one. So it'll be a minus one on dexterity-based things. Can I instead cut the ropes is with the As dagger? an action, yeah. If you want to spend your first action to free yourself, you totally can. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. You want to give me an escape check. It'll be really low, but I do believe the escape has the attack trait, which would mean your next attack would be at a multiple attack DC. Is it with the, is that with athletics? You can use athletics or you can use your unarmed attack roll or I'll let you use your dagger attack in this case because you're using a dagger to cut yourself out. Sure, let's just use the dagger. And I'm double checking that uh, escape has the attack trigger. I'm pretty sure it does. Probably. Which will mean your next attack will have a multiple attack penalty. Sure. That is a 25. Uh, that's going to be enough. You free yourself. It does have the attack trait, so any further attacks this turn will have multiple attack penalties. So Arthur, with hands behind him, cuts the rope with the dagger. Uh, he will actually then drop the dagger. Okay. And he's going to action to pull out the shield, action to pull out the bastard sword. So you voom, all of a sudden they sort of phase into existence, the ring dropping the ve- the illusory veil over this gear. Voom. As you stand before them, I imagine the whole thing flickers and suddenly they realize you're in full plight gear as yeah. well. Lucky. You're in the room. The stag lord has just stormed into the south and you finally get a look at this man. I guess I never really showed any of you art of him last time, did I? Oh, yeah. No. Let's go. I guess nope. from that ridiculous pawn that you got out there. <laughs> I'm not, it is. He looks so silly in the pawn. I'm not going <laughs> like, to. Look at your uh, little antlers. I'm nope. not going to play the drop. No little oh, music. Oh, come on. I love the music. It's literally my want. favorite part of the podcast. Oh, my God. I actually didn't I didn't grab his uh, his art separately. Wow. I have to pull it out in the physical book. Wow. Ari has to rate his hair. Yeah. Well, she already rated the antlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Don't look at that. I would say um, if we're going to go back through and review the year, favorite hair ratings is the kobolds and their This addresses. is the stag lord. Oh. oh. Can we please play the drop? Nope. Someone describe him. Ugh. All right. We got a bare chested, kind of scarred up looking dude. Very ripped. Pretty like, shredded, uh, yeah. Very shredded. Like 300 shredded. I um, hate to say it, but the hair is a 7 of 10. He's kind of got like Jon Snow that, yeah, hair yeah. going on. This is what I assume the Romans encountered in, in Britain. Like the, mm. or the Germanian mm. dudes. Yeah, like, yeah. They were like, what the fuck is that? He's got a giant ass bow. Um, some furry boots. The mm-hmm. boots with the fur. Boots with the fur. He's Big wearing a skirt of something. War- it looks like a high. It's like maybe? a loincloth skirt. A loincloth yeah. situation. There's skulls. He's got gray pants on, so. It's got to be cold. Yeah. And Why you, is he not wearing a shirt? That doesn't make any sense. You will note that every inch of his skin that you can see looks like it has been partially over time, like boiled wax, moved, molten, and distorted. Guy needs to wear sunscreen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like pockmarked holes, mountains, and valleys, like a mountain range of destroyed uh, scar tissue across I every hate part that. of the I met this guy skin. at Lake Dillon once, and he was just like <laughs> one of those old dudes that's like permanently tanned yeah. and I was like man like you must really like working out here on these he was renting out the kayaks and I was like you must really like it is that why you're tanned he's like no 
I went to Costa Rica and I lived there for like 18 months and I came back and I was stuck like this. <laughs> I was like, I've never, I've never like tanned or put suntan lotion on again. And I was like, wow, you're going to die of skin cancer. But yeah, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> Um, also, Staglord is just wearing like a skeleton stag head. Yeah, he's got yeah. like, like that's, that's what the face. symbol is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, what are you gonna do, Lucky? You're in this <sighs> room. You've got a table behind you. You're kind of in the middle of the room. To behind you, which is the um, the west, you've got the the door to Beaky. Um, Let Beaky out. <laughs> I. There's a rule for that. I I don't know. <sighs> I'm torn. Hey. Tough choice. I don't know how undoable the situation is, but I think I'm going to try and undo it a little bit. <clears throat> and I'm just going to pull my bow and I'm going to aim it at the dude next to the stag lord. What's his name? Uh, Akaros. Not the hot one. That's the hot <laughs> one. Yeah. I'm going to kill the hot one. And I say, get him. He tried to assassinate the stag lord. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good guy. You're gonna frame the hot one. I love this. <laughs> All right. And then I'm gonna step back towards the door a little bit. Towards the, the northern like door. Like I have the a entrance. bow, so it's gonna, it looks like I'm like, you know, getting in good position. Keep going. By Keep covering going. covering him from getting like out. But didn't this guy, yeah, the good. the niece rock guy, like hate? Yeah, he already hated uh, Akaros, right? He said something about like, oh, he's only been here like a month. Yeah. All right. Um. So give me a, uh, give me a, fuck. Okay, here's my thought. Can I just explain uh, my thinking? Yeah. My thinking is, I gave him the booze. Yes. He took the single thing of booze up to the stag lord. Mm -hmm. I know that he doesn't like him very much. Sure. Classic. We, we talked about that. Also, like. Does anyone were, like their boss? If you were going to try and frame someone. Like if you if you were trying to execute a plan to poison someone important, you would wait until there was a good opportunity to do that. Yeah. New people wandering Scapegoat. in. Right, exactly. So my thought is maybe this isn't as far fetched as I am well, I'm hoping just hoping it's not. That's well, all. here look. There's a it's gonna be a deception check. Okay. Um so let's let's start deceiving someone. Let's let's look up how got, long this would take. Do you have like a I quick patches? Do you have a quick? Well, let's. I want to check an important thing here because you're not creating a diversion. You're not impersonating. You're lying. Yes. Doing so takes at least one round or longer if the lie is elaborate. So here's a, so I'm gonna let you move as a part of it. But this is your whole turn. Yeah, that's fine. All right, roll this deception. I've got this is against perception DCs. I've got multiple perception DCs. I'll already prep for all these characters because it's Pathfinder and. There's a that. Okay. All right. Um, 13 plus 9, 22. Mm. Okay. Now, <laughs> do you want to re-roll or do you want to keep I don't know. <laughs> I'm so scared. Jason's over I'm there looking, just like I'm, looking at my I'm like rubbing my face. I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, a 13 is, I like, I could roll twice good. and not get that high. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my worry. Save the patches. Honestly, save them. I mean, I, th I feel like it's a little bit of a desperate attempt. If anyways. this doesn't work, we just go balls to the wall. You know, it's... Out, out the front gate. Yeah, run away <laughs> as fast as we can. Oh, you know where I would have moved? I would have moved, um, if I can move just like yeah. to that doorway where they are. Yeah, moved a little bit to the east. Yeah, just, just because I'm holding yeah. the bow. <laughs> 
Is that the bow that you drew out? Uh, no. You drew out your own bow? I drew out my own, yeah. All right. So you say that as you... He tried to do it as you draw a bow and back and up. And I'm just staying... I'm just... I'm going to keep the, the roll. And you see, like, quite a few... You see Dovin, like, his eyes narrow and his eyes whip over at Akaros and, like, a scowl form on his face. But you can't see the face of the Staglor. It's Red. just dark under that hood, under that, like, helm of bone, and you just hear this deep, deep voice... Only the weak hide behind lies and accusations. Yeah, like the guy next to you. I think Ari's going to look at Lucky and be like, I think he bought it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right as it becomes Cragger's turn, you hear the stag lord, kill the intruder assassins. And so we'll really get into the combat. So Cragger is the, is the, I ran out of pawns. It's the miniature in the green cloak that isn't Lucky down there near the south end of the room. He, like, looks back and forth like, oh, fuck, what's going on? And he's going to go ahead and he will draw out a composite longbow. Um, Damn. And actually, yeah, you're right. No, that's that's ridiculous. He he will draw out a, a long sword. <laughs> well, it worked. Okay. <laughs> and he has the movement. He will charge Lucky. If someone will please move Cragger's uh, mini, I'll, it'll charge up to Lucky, long sword out, and he's going to take a swing at you, Lucky. Um, okay. Here we go. Longsword swing. Oh, that's a good roll. 21 to hit. Hits. All right. Here comes the damage. Six points of damage. That's, that's, a, that's a rough start for all of you. Not a great start. Hill, second attack coming in. Um, how do you feel about a seven to hit? That's a miss. That's his whole turn. Okay. However, it's now Dovin Onishrok's Dovin turn, and he's not having any of this he's going to go ahead and um oh yeah that's great uh i hate this so much yes yeah, i know not going well. <laughs> i was so confident in this plan you told me you were co- your confidence and i was like i don't know if that's no wise. i'm still confident now i <laughs> <laughs> but i was confident that this plan i was like we're gonna kill the stag lord and like take over the camp and so he's going to he's gonna kind of dodge and stride up and over the table that he's on. He's going to draw his rapier out and stride in front of Ari. Rapier out. So it's one action to stride, one action to draw. Knight, uh, rapier pointing me, directly coward. at you. And he will lunge with his rapier. Okay, that's a plus two to your AC, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a real good roll, though. This is the die you bought me in New York, Jane. Mm-hmm. Uh, 31 to hit. Hit, but not a crit. Ooh. Ooh. Good. All right, here comes for damage. All right, that's going to be seven points of damage. Oof. It is now whoop, the one one of the two who is over Nori Gorgon, Trent, over there with you and Nikolai. Not the not backhanded Jeb, who is about to check your knots. Hears the scream of assassins, sees you draw it out, and goes ah, and <laughs> quickly draws a short sword because they thought that they had you so they didn't have weapons out. Draws a short sword and goes to attack you, Trent, because, yep. well, you, Arthur. It's not actually Trent in the game. He's attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, man, another good roll. That's going to be a 21 to hit. It's a hit. Wow, even with your shield? Oh, your shield wasn't raised. Shield's not raised, yeah. All right, 21 to hit. It would still be a hit, actually. You don't have the reaction? Right if it's uh, out. Oh, yeah, wait, I have reactive shield, but it doesn't matter. It would still... Okay. Uh, What's your AC? 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so it hit exactly. Yep. Alright, so Shink stabs in at you. You get that D8 from the longsword. Ooh, that's eight points of damage. 
gonna swing at you again. Uh, ten to hit. Wait, wait. What was the damage? Sorry. Uh, eight. Okay. And then ten to hit on the second uh, attack. That, that is a mess. All right, Nikolai, it's your turn. And wait, I'm still I have tied a question. Up. Yes. If you had done the reactive, could yeah. you have lessened that damage? No, because you have to use your reaction to lessen the damage. If you use your reaction to raise it, it just raises the shield. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Did so somebody was untying to check to retie. Am I still tied? Correct. Yeah, they were just about to like basically retie you up. Can um, I use survival to untie my knots? I'll allow it. Your voice count makes sense. I think it would have. It would have what? Because I have a feat reactive shield. Yes. You use the raise a shield action. Yes. And I said it was twenty one to hit. Right. But it, it's still a hit, but the shield takes the damage, is what he's saying. No, no. So reactive shield allows you to raise it and it applies the bonus to AC, and yeah. it can make a hit into a miss. For shield you block. to no, shield. No, it says you, you immediately use the raise a shield action. Yes, which is raise a shield. The action to reduce damage is shield block, which is a oh, reaction. Okay. okay, I gotcha. Yeah. You still can use it, but anyway. Um, all right, Nikolai. Yeah, give me a survival. It'll still be an escape check, so it'll count against your attack modifier. 18. But you can use survival. Yeah, no problem. You just <sighs> slip the ropes. Peace, bitches, and I run. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out of here. All right. And you run to the north of this room, oh. up around the corner where you can now see Lucky. My friend is leaving me. <laughs> it looks like it's just you and me too. Wait, you two and <laughs> me. <laughs> you and me too. <laughs> Can well, I see him? Yes, you can okay. now see Lucky. That's one action. No, I mean the bad guy. Uh, yes, you have you have line of sight. So this is yeah. one action to slip your ropes, one Jason action to run up. Jason can see him, so that's why I wanted to ask. Yeah, so you run up around the corner and you can see where, um, oh God, where Cragger had run to engage you. I had run to engage Lucky. There are so many things on my combat tracker right now. And then I'm going to do a single action heal on Arthur. So you would have had to do that before you ran. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it's a single action is touch range. That's right. That's so you right. can slip it, heal Arthur, then run. Yeah, I'll do that. Cool. And that's just a D10, right? Yeah, or, sorry, I rolled. Or 2D10 because you're D10. second level? Yeah. I think so. It's We just leveled Each up. Each level and you increases think it by a die. And if you're using your heal slots, that'll be yeah, 2D10. Yeah, 2D10 plus 16. So. The plus 16 is only if you're doing two action. For the one action that's version, right. it's just dice. Eight. Please helped out with the one you just got. Oh yeah, perfect. Takes him right back, which is all some good stuff because it's now the stag lord's turn. <laughs> He's pissed. Oh, God. It's probably fine, right? Probably. Um, it's I a good thing you're standing against a wall, <laughs> Ari. Otherwise, you might be dead here. Uh, yeah, he has the clearest shot to Ari. <laughs> and we just had that big flashback. Nimble so. dodge. Already <laughs> used it this turn. Okay, so it is it is within the volley range, so he'll get a minus one on this attack. As you see him, you know what? He didn't have it. He'll take an action to, like, basically unshoulder a this massive longbow, and you see him grab an arrow out and pull it back, and you see that you can hear the wood creaking under the strain. So he pulls this shot back, and okay, not a great roll, um, and it's minus one because okay. How does 22 sound? And I can't nimble dodge again. Because you've already done hit. that. So whoop, a Ugh. shot from this composite longbow slams into you. That is bad. And uh, let's do a little bit of damage here. 11 points of piercing damage as the arrow just wham, slams right into you. Ugh. And you see him just stride forward another, like 
step forward. He doesn't mechanically move. It's a flavor step, like drawing, getting closer, pulling it. I will kill each and every one of you. And, we think uh, so too, actually. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> and he's going to draw another arrow, chuck it down, range you. That's a 25 to hit on second attack. Hit. And that's going to be eight more points of damage. Just, I mean, think Boromir at end of Fellowship of the Rings. Just mm-hmm. boom, giant arrow shafts right into you. All right. Uh, it's now the miniature. It's now Topper Red. He's the miniature with the white headband. Um, headband. Yeah, he's he's right next. He's in the main room next to the guy with the green cloak. He's Fantastic. got that white headband. Mm. He is going to circle around up next to Lucky as well on the the north side. So he's going to move, draw, and attack to uh, just go help out Cragger there. And he'll he has the, he has the movement, so he'll try to flank. He'll go all the way to the the north side if Lucky, and then all of a sudden realizes Nikolai's there and screams, "The prisoners are escaping too! It's a tr- it's a ruse." It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. And he'll, Lucky, you're flat-footed to this. I deny advantage. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you having some flashbacks to season I, one? When he told me he took deny advantage, I was like, James's favorite feat. To play against. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's um, not a great roll. I think I may I may miss you here. How does a, how does a 17 to hit sound? That is a miss. Nice. Ooh, you're not flanked. Lucky, Lucky's too good at this. All right. I'm so proud of you. Now it's Isles' turn. Thanks, man. That's the guard up in the northeast watchtower. There's Rizzoli. And he's going to whip around. And he, <laughs> I think when I when he hears that shout, <laughs> he'll, he'll move down so he has a better line of sight to Nikolai. So he'll stride down, his, pick up his bow, stride down, and he's going to fire a longbow shot down at Nikolai. Now remember, our house rules that you do not take the uh, volley rule if you have higher ground. And these platforms are 15 feet up off the ground. Pythagoras would agree that you're fine. <laughs> so he's going to shoot down at Nikolai's as his final action of the turn. That's going to be a miss, unless all of a sudden a 13 hits you, Nikolai. It sure does not. Does anybody want to stop taking hits from bandits and come over here and distract the stag lord? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, nope. <laughs> you're oh, yeah. no Vex, I know you uh, can't see on the other side of the wall, but it's just as grim. Over here. <laughs> I, w- I will say she's she's hurting. I'm <laughs> hurting bad. Well, it's, uh, it's your you turn. You do have a, a lesser healing potion. Yeah. I have, yeah, too. Yeah. I think. You have, you have one. Maybe two you, minor. You might have minor. Yeah, yeah I have, have one, one lesser, lesser and one minor. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Ari is going to first and foremost shove this jackass in front of her. Like, get out of my face. Okay. That's uh, athletics, I think. Yep. To do a shove. Yeah, what is that against, Jane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a chef. Let's it's look up the it's fortitude. 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 Yeah, I think it is fortitude. Because I think trip is dexterity DC. Reflex DC. Or reflex, yeah, sorry. It's all good. You play 5e too. It, yeah, it, yeah. it all gets mixed in. That's true. Okay, so it's a 25 to shove. Okay. Does that work? Uh, against Dovin Onishrock, that is a success. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Push he gets knocked back. So you shove Get him back here. five feet. Um, therefore, gaining panache, Ari yeah. is going to turn around and what's the deal with this lock? Well, good God. So there <laughs> is a Don't be mad. I'm not mad. I think it's great. Is it locked? There is a rope tied to a stake used to open the gate. And She's it looks going like to untie it would take that a total rope. of three actions to open. What if you cut, you it. cut it? What if I just the rope? It takes three interact actions. Damn. Probably a hefty rope. 
It it's is. Stop all that. An owl bear. Is this? Is like, there? Hang on. Everybody, hang on. Is there <laughs> an? Just an hang on real quick. Put the right here. <laughs> is there an implied ceiling right here? Or is this yes, just a, a ceiling? Okay. Um. But he's taller than the ceiling. If someone <laughs> took two interact actions and one person took one interact action, would that work? Yes. Yeah, just okay. asking for a friend. I gotta get the fuck out of here, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to let this owl bear out, but um. All right. She's going to... Where the fuck am I going to go, though? Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> I really want to get away from the stag lord. You can hide in a corner. Yeah, right. I think she's going to jump up. I think she's going to run across the table and get some cover. Can I flip the table uh, and take cover behind Jack it? Jack Sparrow this shit. So you can, if, you, if you spend your third action, you can improve your cover to take cover behind the table. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'm flipping the table. Yes. Is... Hell yeah. Is there a uh, chandelier like, that she can swing on? There's not a chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> so I you, actually love this. Yeah. Please take some photos as you're playing with this chair. So, <laughs> so Ari the pushes the guy. She's like, get the fuck out of my face. Um, jumps Dies, over the lies. table yeah. and then flips it over and like kind of Kicks takes cover behind so it. So it'd be a plus 40 or AC. Great. I All wish right. Juggard was here because there's some chairs laying around and he kills people when he throws chairs <laughs> around chairs. All right. It's now backhanded Jeb's turn. Who, um, I think it needs to throw a backhanded compliment, a backhanded comment in. <laughs> and so Susie escapes and be like, oh, um, what the, what the fuck, Gorgon, did you tie these knots? Uh-huh. He got you there. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and so Does that run away? Sick burn. <laughs> he will draw his long sword and strike at you, Arthur. First attack coming in hot. How do we feel? I think it's going to be a 13 to hit. That's a mess. Uh, yeah, that was correct. Uh, actually, that was a 12 to hit. Second attack is a 7 to hit. That is a critical miss. Okay, and then you just hear up on the roof, Ooh, what's going on down there? Nothing, nothing's happening. We're fine. <laughs> All right. Um, now, the northwest corner, you're going to see that guard kind of come up, and the no, northwest is up here near me. He's going to come up out of that watchtower. He's going to pick up his bow, stride over to the edge of the watchtower, and he's going to have a shot at Nikolai from there. Nikolai, you will have cover on this shot. So plus two to your AC. Okay. Wow, I'm rolling really good today. This could be a lot worse for you guys because of these rolls. Plus two to your AC, Jason. Total of 22. Yep. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Um, roll that one. Two points of damage. Yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I did roll a one. And finally... Um, I think Jex the Snitch will hear it in the <laughs> southwest corner and spend his whole turn picking up his bow and sprinting up to the northwest corner's um, Why aren't they tower. trying to kill that guy? It's what's literally his, uh, in the name. What's his move? 25. Yeah. So he'll move 50. <laughs> I'm like, he's the, he's the poisoner. <laughs> All the way running up to where So he oh, picks up his bow and starts running. All right. It's now round two. Beaky the Owlbear. <laughs> and Ari's going to be like, come on, Beaky. <laughs> come on. You didn't even break that. free. There's not like a name platter. <laughs> you don't know. It could yeah. say Beaky. <laughs> like this is this this is what Jane would very likely name an owlbear. That's true. All That's right. True. All right. It is Akaros's turn, and he's watching the Staglord just put boom arrow, boom arrow into uh, into Ari, and you see him draw out a shield and a long sword, and then just kind of watch, like a little overwhelmed by what's happening, doing nothing. Okay, good. Arthur's going to athletic rush. Yeah. Ooh. And I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. It's, it's awesome. a focus thing. 
It's, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's he channels a little bit of a uh, one of the gods. Yeah, he so he basically gets a ten foot ten foot bonus to his speed and gets oh. to move as a part of casting the spell. Correct. Uh, so he's going to run then. That makes his speed thirty five. This is an interesting like real recording situation because Trent's going to come over here and start moving his character, or he's going to talk through it and Jared's going to move it. But at some point, we're going to have to yeah. <laughs> figure out how to do this. So actually, he's going to raise his shield. Okay, raise shield as first action. Yep. And then mm-hmm. athletic rush. So that'll be 35 feet of movement. He wants to get as it? far into the other room as possible while staying 15 feet from you guys. Okay. So, um, so he's going to run into like the main, the, sort of the, going room. At the common 35 room. as far as I can go. 35. Yeah. Towards the common room, basically. Right. All right. So he's running up to the north around this weird little like half collapse wall separating the middle of this fortress. Willing he's now to just take AOOs if they have them. Yep. No one seems to have I popped them off yet. 35 right there. So if you run up 35, that'll put you right between Nikolai and Lucky and right next to Topper Red, the guy with the white That's headband. Honestly, awesome. Uh, so then he's going to use his third action. What are you going to do here, Trent? Only him near me, right? Yeah, you can only hit top of red unless you've got reach or some weird shit. No. Uh, then he's going to attack with the bastard sword. All right. Swing. And this is your plus one. And did we get any other runes on the swords? Striking on the bastard sword. Mm -hmm. Nice. So so quick, quick. I know we did a lot of, actually, I meant to hand this out. For quartermastering, Jared, because oh, you put so, a ton yeah, of fucking work into sure, that. Yeah. So you all move around. Everyone's got at least a plus one on their main weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then who has who's rocking striking? Bo has striking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone except for... Everyone uh, except me. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and note here that Red's about to get hit. I've got all the information up. I have so many different stat sheets up. So for people newer to Pathfinder, striking means it oh, adds yeah. a... There's a it just adds a damage die. An additional damage die of the right. same kind the weapon would normally do. So instead of doing 1d8, the Bastard Sword now does 2d8. Yep. And you have a plus one as well, which is a plus one to attack. Yeah. But it is fun. More more dice is always fun. I actually <laughs> like that as a change from 1e to 2e. Not bad. That okay. is 21. Oh, that's a hit. Yep. And uh, that makes this... Are so because like I'm really was stoked with Jane's flashback because it's fun to think about Bith like my big brother is a yeah, hero and we're yeah. seeing Arthur now in the middle of this fucking yeah, bandit king's fortress. Fourteen damage. Dumb. Nice. Get him. Okay, still alive. Uh, as you just slam into and you see like who's <laughs> coughing up blood. <laughs> Don't and you come heard, near my friends. You heard ribs just snap <gasps> even friends? through his armor. <laughs> Lucky. Ari from behind the table is like, I heard that. <laughs> you just like, I knew it. The person who was trying to flank you, all of a sudden you just hear, and there's like a little bit of blood hits the back of you where he spits it up just from the Sweet. force of this hit. It's unsanitary. And it's your turn, Lucky. Does, sorry, real quick. No. Does, if I have the shield raised, can I not attack? No, you totally can. Okay. Because okay. the bastard sword's one-handed, and the action economy is raising it's the shield. It's just like he's... Oh, yeah. Trust me. As someone who's like done SCA shit, like, sure. shield up. You can whip attacks around that shield really well. Sweet. You, you will be moving the shield a little bit as you fight, but 100%. Yeah. All right, Lucky. What's it going to be? Do I give up on anything dip- diplomatic? I mean, <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, I, I think like that ship has sailed. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to Boromir Jane over here. Yeah. yeah it's true. Um, Arthur's on his way. He's yeah. trying. He's trying. He'll be fine. What 
What are the chances so f- uh-huh. that I can use three interact actions to shoot at the rope? Oh, I love it. All right. Here's what I'll say. It's okay. not a gimme, but you can 100% try. Okay. So, yeah, if you so you'll have I mean, to you make shots with the like bow. Taking three shots. And it's going to be hard because, like, unlike normal interact actions, your shots will have that, like, degrading attack yeah, yeah, penalty. Yeah. All right. This is a stationary topic. It's a big rope. I have my DC in mind. Okay. Um, and just use my attack bonus. Correct. And I know what it is. And here's what I'll say. If you... If you crit, I'll count that as two hits. Ooh. I have it. It is, I know it's level, and it's a, it's a very easy target to hit, because it's not moving, it's not defended. You do have three patches. Um, I'm yeah. going to... It's like looking at them. I know, I'm like thinking. <laughs> uh, I got an 18. I'm going to stick with it. Okay, so really sink, sink the first arrow in, and the rope's starting to fray. Okay. Hell yeah. Second shot, pull it back. 22. And you completely sever yes! the whole portcullis door. We think that's a good thing. Oh, We're all going to get killed by Beaky. The whole portcullis door, damn, slams to the ground. Jane, you can actually take the portcullis out of that loop because these are fun little bits. Ooh, uh, that's yeah. cool. So the portcullis, bam, slams to the ground. If you want to put the portcullis on the ground where it slams down, boom. And the owlbear just... And then... Oh, no, it's not the Albert's turn. It's still back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for sorry. my last action, Iconic. I'm take. Well, I guess I probably can't. Well, maybe. I'm going to take the longbow mm-hmm. of Nikolai's off my back. Okay. Can I drop it into the space adjacent to me? It's mm-hmm. Arthur's space, but yes, I'll allow it. What about the corner one? Yeah, no, I'll that's allow not it. where you. No. Yeah, but you, you can basically drop it behind you into Arthur's space. Okay, I'm going to do that. We're going to pass it under Did his legs. Did you say anything? Yep. No. Okay. No, I'm just she like, just here. Oh, we I knew this was that. happening. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> it's not for you. Yeah, it's Cragger's oh. turn. Oh, sorry, the green it's not for you. <laughs> it's Cragger's turn in the green cloak right before, uh, right in front of you, Lucky. Um, and so he takes that opening. If you like shoot, shoot, and then pulling and dropping this other bow, and he yep. takes that opportunity, attempts to lunge in with his long sword. Okay. You are flanked, but it means shit. Wait, sorry. Who is this? Cragger is the green cloak. Yep, right there. All right, that's not a great roll. That's a 12 to hit. That is a miss. Follows up, redoubles on the attack. That's a lot better. That's a that's a 19 to hit. That is a miss. Jesus, Whoa. Lucky. Final hit coming in here. I, so it's at dodgy. 11 to hit. Miss. Mm-hmm. So, Lucky, you're just move, move. You foop, foop. You Hell swashbuckler, yeah. sever the fucking yeah. door rope. <laughs> All right. Don, and now it's Dovin Onishrosh's turn sees where you've kind of thrown that over Jane he's he's not he's not loving this he doesn't like what you've done there he's going to shout up oh get down here it's time to play oh god oh. <laughs> spent a whole action doing that I forgot that. about this guy. uh and he will then spend a full action Jane um kind of moving up around and behind you in that cover to where that cover no, will have no thanks no bonus for you. That's rude. So, Dovin, Dovin will will come and loop around to behind you, and I still yeah, think I'll, it was a good idea. I'll I thought you meant a yet. sneaker, a, like some guy ran in, and I was like, this guy doesn't look great. No, but he he might if he does come in, he'll be coming in on that walkway from up top. Oh, okay. oh okay. wonderful. Yeah. So Dovin calls in his friend with a whole action, and then we'll vault up over and around to you, Jane. Um, 
He will be. He would provoke ALOs if you had one, uh, and he'll then stab at you with the rapier. You're not going to have cover from this because it's directional. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. Critical. Oh, oh, thank God. Yeah, legitimately <laughs> tricked Jade on that one. I was it's written uh, right there. You could have looked. I was like, <laughs> both at the same time. Uh, okay, hold on. Okay. Then stop what you're doing because. Is that a rule? You can do that? Just immediately. <laughs> you actually GM, stop. Stop. Uh, because if a foe, ever since level three, if a foe critically misses against Ari, um, <gasps> she has opportune repost oh, to smash. make an attempt to oh, disarm. Is it to disarm or just to strike? Disarm the weapon it used for the strike. Okay. That's awesome. So badass. All right. So this is a disarm check, which is, I believe, athletics. Yeah. Swashy McBucklestein. <laughs> yeah, you should. I'm going to yeah. patch it. Uh, okay. Why not? Oh, I thought you were going to play the chain's going to roll. <laughs> Why not death? That's yeah, much better. Yeah. Okay. So this is against the. Uh, I would uh, die if I can't disarm it. That's so. true. <laughs> So All the right, way that's twenty-three more. to disarm. Okay, that's against his reflex DC. Can and I? So, can I? Can I have patch that instead of Jane? Sure. Okay. Oh, I'll patch it. that's nice. <laughs> All right, Jane, take that Denver patch back. Oh, Jared, I owe you a coffee. Okay. <laughs> There's some right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So that's against his reflex DC, and I know we're already getting into this, but. So Jane, what was your total? Twenty-three. So that's a success. Now here's the way disarm works, because disarm was um, it was dominating in first edition. Yeah. So they they've changed it a little bit. If you if you just succeed on a disarm, all that happens is your target will get a minus two on attacks which, until which is something. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, until they it requires a firm grip until the start of that creature's turn, um, and in any additional disarm that you make will get a plus two. If you crit succeed, you will then fully disarm it. Um, but in this case, he'll have a, a minus two on attacks with that weapon. You'll have a plus two on future disarm attempts. Okay. But regardless, he still crit failed. So Jane, tell me when to stop. Uh, Keep going. No. Okay. I have already called for radio. <laughs> I'm stopping stop. now. <laughs> All right. This is a melee one. Spinning swing as he jumps over and swings down at you. His footing is off just enough where he... And he becomes sickened Two. Oh, he spun Whoa. too fast. He really spun. He's like, oh god, I'm so dizzy. My ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got an inner ear. Yeah, I have disorder. an inner ear thing. It's, it's not great and for Bandit, like, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're gonna use this uh, poison. Would you please put this? I like to think that Ari, like, figure? to disarm him, like, grabs his arm as he's trying to hit her, and he like cuts his hand on the sword. Nice. Yeah, just kind of drape that on top of his thing. Oh, it doesn't fit. Oh, well, just put it near him. Remind me that he's poisoned, or he's sickened. Yes, it's back there. And you know what? I also have, because of the combat tracker, little condition thing here. All right, that was his whole turn, though. It's now Nori Gorgon's turn. He's the uh, the pawn that was in the back room with Trent and Jason. Which one? Uh, he's the pawn one, the, the cardboard oh, okay, one. okay, okay, okay. Um, and so... Would you please move him up to Nikolai? He's going to stride over to Nikolai. Um, he'll try to flank with Topper, actually. So he'll be in that phase. There isn't really room because of the thing, but he's in a flanking position with Nikolai. Nikolai, you can be flanked, right? Yes. Okay. He's adjacent to me then, right? Uh, no. I he'll can't be... really see there? No, he'll be at sort of catty corner. He's to the southwest. But You're to the southeast. 15. Okay. Jane, you... 15 okay. yes. Jane, will you draw the compass? Mm. Yeah, north towards me. All right, so Stride comes to attack you. How does a does a 10 hit, Jason? No. Hear me out, though. 
What about uh, what about a seven? Mm, That's no. his whole fucking turn. All right, Nikolai, it's your turn. Nikolai will pick up the bow. Greedy your gods. And is that we'll, an interact action? Hmm. It is an interact action to pick up a bow. <laughs> Anything happen? No. All okay, right. Pick up your bow. <laughs> Picks up the bow, turns, mm-hmm. and shoots directly at the guy right next to him. The one who just came up and stabbed you, mm-hmm. Gorgon? Right in the face. Gorgon. All right. <laughs> Going to point blank this shot? Yeah, we have a Rastal's moderate boon still, so oh, that means yeah. I get to ignore volley. <laughs> and I can shoot up to 200 feet. Oh, God. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So crazy. Dirty 20. So you and the Stag Lord are probably just going to have one hell of a shootout. Oh, that's a fucking hit. Yep. Can I aside real fast? Yeah. Did you guys see that a Ukrainian sniper claims to have hit a two-mile shot? Yeah. What? Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. What do you got here, Jason? Four. Not to great. Hit? Yep. What's your oh, point? Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, sorry. 20 to hit. Four points of damage. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did you... your two hit must be above that. But I forgot that you said, you know, dirty 20. And then with All his right. last action... Final action. He's multiple gonna attack penalty. Reach over and put his hand on Arthur and give him guidance. Oh, okay. Guiding Arthur. Alright, it's now the Stag Lord's turn. He's going to stride no, thanks. twenty feet <laughs> deeper into the room. Boom, 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 boom. Drawing that bow back. I'm, I'm serious, like into fellowship with that ring, that Urukai just striding forward, that big, heavy ass bow pull. Um, I just watch those movies because it's Christmas time. Because it's what you do at Christmas? Yeah. All right. And he's going to pull... He's got a better shot at Lucky this time because you only just have cover. So you have a plus two to your AC. Nimble dodge. (laughs) Nice. I've been waiting. Uh, Wait, do you have nimble dodge as a swashbuckler too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's why I say every time nimble dodge. (laughs) Even if she's not allowed to. Fuck. Okay, so you've got a plus two to your AC. Mm -hmm. But I think that's... Another plus two. Yes, plus you've got four. a total of plus four to your AC. Um, but, man, I'm really... Oh, my God, it's finally time, guys. <laughs> I was just thinking as I was leveling up my character, we're going to have to play the terrible math drop soon. The, that math is getting higher and higher. Mm-hmm. 34 to hit. Good oh, Lord. Oh, no. That's a crit. So, oh, I, I, just, I just mimed it so big, I punched Jason's mic. <laughs> <laughs> I Pulls this back. I can't even help with this because he's I too mean, far from me. It's fine. <laughs> He lets the arrow fly. I don't know. Do you, have you have you taken a lot of hits so far? Uh, one. One. You know, I. It may be enough still, though. I think you're don't gonna you have to. I think you're gonna don't have you, to tune uh, in next no, week to no, see. No, no, no. No. Oh, Damn it. <laughs> the Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.